Hello, and welcome to episode number two of the OWL podcast. In this episode, we're speaking to Bobby Mead. Bobby is currently residing in Florida and has extensive background in Part 135 and Part 91 scheduling. If you would like to get a hold of Bobby directly, drop us a note at dispatch at ldaviation.net. Good morning. Today we are going to talk with Bobby Mead, and he has been in our industry for over 18 years, both in 135 and 91, and airline as well. And today we're going to learn a little bit about his background um, and hear about his path into this career field. Good morning, Bobby. Morning. Thank you very much for taking your time to hang out and chat with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I will. Can you tell us, tell us a little bit about how you got into this industry? Because I think everybody's path is different. I kind of fell into this scheduling part accidental. Um, I was working uh, in airport operations, um, part 139. A few of my friends had gone over to a... Uh, charter and management company uh previously and they had kind of thought it would be a good fit for me and uh and before kind of went from there um like a lot of the industry that company no longer exists was bought out and was grown and become a very it's renamed but it's the small part of a much larger uh management okay so I'm curious, a lot of people in our industry just kind of fell into it, similar to that. So what type of, did you have any aviation background beforehand? Do you, did you like aviation? Uh, I've always been into aviation. I, I went to college for aviation management. Uh, graduated Arizona State University, did some flying out there. Uh, always thought my career path is going to be pilot. Um, and at this point I had actually gone back to school for aviation, um, Fuel prices were very high. The economy was very uncertain. So I actually stopped with the professional flight because we midway and switched over to management. Um, okay. So it just became kind of one of those, like I knew I wanted to be working with airplanes or around airplanes, travel. Um, also at the time, I didn't really know how many facets of it there was. I really just knew airline, private, didn't really know there was so much behind the scenes. Uh, as far as any of it went. I find that's a very common theme. Yeah, it was very common. Well, cool. Well, after that first um, first job there at Aviation, then where did you go? Um, We were being sold at the time, and I wasn't sure if I should stick around or kind of jump ship. And there was an uh, open position at Pepsi. Uh, they had a Part 91 flight department out of White Plains there. Um, so I was over there, uh, just about three years. Um, and then again, uh, similar situation, um, former coworkers and friends reached out to me that were at Solaris and said, we think this would be a good fit. Why don't you come over here? Because we had always wanted to move to the Gulf coast, uh, from the fact that Solaris and a lot of these flight coordinator positions now are remote it 
was a good choice for us. Um, so we were able to leave the Northeast and come down to the nicer weather. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. How long have you been now in Florida? Uh, five weeks. <laughs> Refreshed. Five weeks. Yeah. Oh my God. That's great. Okay. So you guys are really like still enjoying all of that. You yeah, look out of the. Yeah. Yeah. We're still in the honeymoon. No more winter. Okay. okay. All right. Excellent. Very cool. Well, um, have a little bit about um, maybe your favorite piece of the job or like what, what do you excel at? What part do you like the most? Um, I feel I do my best under pressure. It's, it's not, I don't want to call it fun, but it's not fun when, you know, a particular ASAP or mechanical situation appears, but it's kind of like, okay, I need to get this done. I need to get it done now. And it needs to kind of be flawless to make sure, especially with the 135 operators, you know, they're paying a lot of money to use these jets and they want the product that they paid for. So not that nighting isn't just as important, it's just a little bit more added pressure with the um, charter customers on the leech. Or yeah, just my right. Experience, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I, I don't doubt that at all. I have very little experience in 135, but yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that. Um, so with your background in flying a little bit, do you do any of the flight planning or, um, maybe more technical pieces, um, when you're working in 135? No, I haven't in a long time and I'm actually um little disappointed that I haven't had a role where I could keep those skills up. Um the last few positions that I've held that was generally all done by the pilot. Every now and then, you know, if you spot something uh along the reef or something where I would sometimes suggest to the pilots like, hey maybe we should stop here. Fuel's cheaper, it's a little bit more along the route kind of thing. You know, I have my two cents. Um sometimes it's welcome, sometimes it's not. Um but yeah. for the most part, that's been just a strictly pilot, you know, duty for. Sure. Yeah. Yep, that's very common. Yeah, very common. So, um, how about like personal life? Is there anything um, fun you want to tell us about your personal life? Are there any things you're super passionate outside of work about? Uh, outside of work, it's basically, life revolves around my kids now. I have a five-year-old and a one-and-a-half uh, two boy, so we're on. We're always breaking things up and chasing them. And basically, <laughs> <laughs> we we go to bed early, tired. Um, yeah. You know, but... a big hockey fan. Um, pretty much everything, especially since we've moved, we spend a lot more time outdoors, a lot more activities, biking, fishing, definitely the beach floor. So, um, we're kind of, as long as we're outside, pretty happy. Well, that's great. Yeah. So wait, what about hockey though? Is there any hockey in Florida? There's a lot of hockey here. Um, what? actually was able to find a team, a men's league team. Like the second week we were down here, um, they play on Thursday okay. night. And uh, yeah, and so it's huge. And I guess part of it, I've also lived in Arizona for a little while. It was pretty big there. Um, I attribute it to it's very hot most of the year, so it's a nice escape 
um, to walk into a big refrigerator. And then, uh, well, like Arizona, Florida, there's not a lot of actual Floridians here. Everybody's from the Northeast or Midwest. And so we kind of wrong with them. Are you sure they're like trying to get away from the snow? I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if you could have, um, if you could have a perfect job, what would fit you and where would you excel? Uh, you know, I really do enjoy the scheduling, the 981 and the 130 sauce. Um, I guess the one would make it perfect would probably be the flexibility. Um, and I guess micromanagement can be an issue. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's nice to be trusted to, you know, do what you need to do. Uh, without that constant feeling of somebody over your shoulder. And yep. uh, without that, I think you know, it's a different kind of pressure and anxiety that it would be for like a most earlier, like an ASOS or a mechanic. Like when you have that one person over your shoulder or multiple people, whatever it is. So I think the little, you know, when they leave you to do your job because they know you can do it, you know, mm-hmm. by all means, step in and, you know, critique and give when you need to. Um, but that, and I guess the overall flexibility and the, especially nowadays, I guess it's becoming more common, but, um, the ability to work from home really helps, you know, especially with a young family, like can get the kids yep. to and from school and activities and they'll be reachable and do what I need to do. Make sure. Like, you know. Yep. I totally agree. And I really hope that this whole industry switches over to be more remote in general, because them. Um, it seems a little bit more common to be have remote positions on the West Coast. Seems like the East Coast almost is a little bit slower. Now, I don't have any data on that, but it just feels like they they still want to see a butt in the chair um, just yeah. to see somebody there. Um, but yeah, I, I think the whole COVID thing is changing people's ideas about that too. They're realizing that these jobs can be done perfectly fine remotely. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see some of the changes there. Well, let's see. So, um, what if you were, if you had any advice to somebody who was new coming into this industry, what would you tell them? Like, what would you, are there any education pieces that you would suggest or what would you think would be good to start their path? Um, I guess first off to have thick skin. Um, the industry, you know, I started with airline, um, and then came to the private side. Both are very similar in a way that you really need to let things roll off your back and then move on and learn from it. Um, everybody makes mistakes. I've made them. I think the best thing you can do especially being new is if we make a mistake going up to it right off the bat so we, we can fix it. And I think other people, you imagine it and so on, your superiors, at least in my view, I feel like if you own up to it right away, they'll notice that you realize it was a mistake. Like sometimes you make a mistake and I realize did it and then it's caused that domino effect. And then most times where I've seen like, you know, I made a mistake early on, like I kind of tried to cover it up came back to bite me. So that was probably my first few months of doing this job and 
realize right away, you know, own up to your mistakes, um, have a little thick skin, um, especially yeah. 91 and 135. Some of the owners, you know, they're not, like, there's some great owners and then there's some great owners really <laughs> don't care about you. So, uh, you can't take it personally, but you're supposed to do, you're supposed to, I guess, like anything else. Sure. Um, and there's a lot of great, um, a lot of great aviation-related channels on YouTube that'll give you good info. You can. Most of them geared toward actual flying, not so much this end. But you know, if you're passionate about aviation, stay with it. Awesome. All right. Very good advice. Excellent. Well, Bobby, thank you so much for taking your time today and telling us about your path. And I always find it very interesting. Um, especially the 135 side, I know very little about that. Uh, but yeah, thank you again for coming and chatting with us. And uh, if people wanted to get a hold of you, is there a spot or where should they reach out to? Um, I'm not big for social media. Um, exactly to be my contact info, email, phone number. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Sure. So if people want to reach out, um, feel free to reach out to me and then I'll connect you up with Bobby and um, make the connection. So. Great. Well, thank you again. We'll talk with you again soon. Great. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>